0: Hello and welcome to Sangam Lit. This is Nandini Karki and in this episode we are given strong hints about the age of a warrior king as depicted in Sangam literary work purana 77 penned about the Pandya king Thalayalan Kaanatti Chirivindra Chilien, by the poet Idek Kundroor Kilar. Set in the category of Vagaitine or King's Victory, the verse talks about the attitude of this king on the battlefield. Kin keni the kal won kalal totte kudumi the nudal vembin won thalir nedungodi ulinne poweroode mela kurundodi kalitta kai sabam patri nedun deir kodin chipoliyan indro un yarkol valga avan kanni. Tar pundi tali ilane, இன்று ayinium வயின் வயின் உடன்று wooden drum melvan dewamba malleri vianden drum yilinden ilane, awaray nilam sera attaday we are in the midst of a series of songs by this poet celebrating the Pandya king Nedinjalian and his unparalleled victory at the Talayalanganam battlefield. The poet's words can be translated as follows. On his feet, which have been shone of kinkini anklets, he wears radiant warrior anklets. Above his forehead, shone of the tuft of hair, he wears shining neem leaves, which have been Woven together along with long strands of balloon vines in his hands, from which small bangles have been removed, is a fearsome bow. He stands brightening the ornamental staff of the tall chariot. Who might he be? Long live his head garland! Even as he wears a garland around his neck, he has not removed the protective talisman necklace. And it is but today that his staple food changed from milk to cooked rice. Seeing the many rows of furious warriors who stood to fight him, he neither treated them with awe nor with disregard. When he caught hold of them firmly made their cry soar to the skies and pinned them down to the ground, he was neither filled with joy nor pride because of his actions. Time to delve into the nuances. The poet decides to describe the appearance and accessories on different parts on this king's form as he readies for the battle. The first thing he talks about are the feet and he tells us what the king was wearing previously and what he is wearing just now. Till recently, these feet were clad with a specific type of anklets called as kinkini anklets, the kind with a lot of bells and now warrior anklets adorn the same feet, the poet tells us. For now, let's take in these details as they are and wait to understand the significance of the same. Next, the poet talks about how the tuft of hair atop the king's head is now gone, and in its place are wreaths of neem leaves and balloon vines, the medicinal value of which we discussed in the previous poem. Continuing with this list of what was and what is, we find next hands, bereft of small bangles, now holding a bough. The poet pauses the list here and wonders who could be this dashing person brightening the chariot he rides upon and then adds a blessing upon his head garland. After that brief pause, the poet continues by saying, although the king wears a neck garland, he has not removed a talisman-like necklace still, and as the final point mentions how it was only recently the king moved from a diet of milk to that of cooked rice. While all these may seem bizarre to those who do not understand the significance, each one of these transitioning items is meant to convey something striking about the king's youth. Let's take one object after the other. First are those kinkini anklets. These are worn by young children to alert their parents about their whereabouts. Next, apparently, it was a practice in Sangam times for young boys to have a small tuft of hair at the top of their head, something which was removed when they came of age. The reference to small bangles talks about how the king's arms were slender like that of a child. Next, that talisman-like necklace was placed on a child's neck by protective parents no doubt as part of their customs in keeping the young ones safe. Finally, the utter giveaway is the detail about this person that he had just stopped drinking milk and turned to eating rice. Although this happens pretty early in the life of an infant in contemporary society, it's possible in ancient times the children were fed milk for a really long time. So all this is simply to say in what feels to me as a slightly exaggerated tone that here is a king who is but a boy arriving at the dose of adolescence and yet he is entering the battlefield so radiantly. From the youthful appearance of the king, now the poet turns to how he behaves on the battlefield. He mentions two striking aspects. One, when this king sees rows and rows of enemy soldiers, neither does he overestimate them and look at them with shock and awe, nor does he look down upon them as insignificant. And when he attacks them and makes them submit with their cries soaring so high, At that moment, there is no excessive happiness or pride that he has been able to achieve such an unimaginable feat. That is a mark of someone, wise enough to be humble about one's accomplishments. And thus, the poet not only highlights how young the king is, but also how mature and calm in his handling of the challenges on the battlefield. A perfect character sketch of a striking king in Sangam history. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sangam Lit and journeying with me to ancient lands and mines. Please visit nandanikarki.com to share your thoughts and do spread the word about Sangam Lit. Until next time, Nandri Vanakkam.